So anyways, back to Dave Van Vickle's nice body. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to lose weight, yeah. How's and that I'm, going I'm, I'm working out like a fiend. Yeah. What do you do? Like a lot of jazzercise, a lot of like calisthenic? Yeah. Yep. Jazzercise and a lot of, you know, I like just a lot of concentration exercises. No. I do I do loaded carries. That's what I do. That's only, what you do. Pretty much strictly. What is that? So I just like farmer carries. Like I just load up a bar as with heavy as I can and then I carry it and then I pick up like a big, I have like a 150 pound rubber ball thing that I carry and then I and then I well this is going to make me sound like a psycho but then I carry I have a 200 pound heavy bag that I carry and I simulate body slamming it over and over again <laughs> and then I get in my ice bath <laughs> while listening to Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> no 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 so why are you a better person than me besides all that stuff well, I mean, that's probably just it. I mean, that's yeah, the only. That's true. That's, the only, yeah. that's true. I know. I need to. I, I really. So I haven't like seriously worked out like seriously since probably 2013, 2014. And when I had my stroke in 2016 ish, I think like I haven't done anything really since then. I know. Right. Weird. I miss it. That's like, like and I'm and yeah. I, I could do stuff if I really focus on my breathing. Just so, because like it's all about not putting any sort of tension on, on, yeah, on my neck, and so I have to be like, uh, you know, like that the whole time. And I, 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 I miss it though. I really do. I probably couldn't do it without a trainer to like remind me just to be sure. I'd be really yeah. careful, but I would probably m- murder several people if I didn't do that. So I'm, I feel for you. You would probably <laughs> murder several people. What do you mean? Like that's my outlet completely. Oh so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I was like, murder people if you couldn't breathe with your neck. <laughs> Strange. Okay. Whatever, Gomer. I'm You're sorry. Done. I'm jealous. You know, I did. I did some health things today that I've been putting off for a decade. Yay! My wife sat me down. Uh, did you finally uh, go to a dentist or something? No. So the wife sent me down, and she's like, "You know, you promised me a year ago that you would do this thing, and you haven't done it." And I was like, "Let me think." pleasure no paint no did that uh like going through the list and i'm like honey i have no idea and then i look at her and i'm like uh you're right i haven't gone to the doctor so i'm still not going to the doctor (laughs) i'm baby stepping my way to it but some people listen to this are like what the hell is your problem just go to the doctor but you know i'm with you man i'm with you so i ordered a battery of of baseline blood panel tests that is going to be reviewed by a doctor. I was going to try to go today. I don't have enough time today or tomorrow, Saturday or Sunday. But Monday, I'm going to go and I have a full testing thing. Cost me hundreds of dollars I don't have. What? Do you have to fast and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had coffee this morning. The thing that bummed me out was I had coffee this morning before I thought of doing this. And then I started, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'll, today's a day. And then our new, our we do MediShare, you know, the health yeah. share thing. And it turns out you can get labs, and they give you a pretty good discount. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if I would have done it direct with Quest Diagnostics, it would have cost me like I I don't know these old man problems, but two hundred thirty dollars. And then I did it through my thing, and it was one hundred thirty, one hundred forty. So yeah, so this is like the initial wave of tests of like inflammation markers and cholesterol and testosterone. Well, okay, so the testosterone, I'll be excited to see what they say because. 
You think I have so much testosterone that I can go handle No, no, that's not why. No, but I just, I will say, like, I, you know, I avoid all things uh, in the medical field. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm very nervous about it. But after Amber passed away, I was feeling terrible, so I had the blood panel done, and I had zero testosterone. Literally, they said, and and Ooh. my estrogen was through the roof. My cortisol was higher than anything he'd ever seen, and so I basically. I mean, it was a bad situation. So, like, a kind of a dangerous situation. So, I got on TRT, and I tell you what, man, if I if I didn't need my clearances, I might be tempted to go down to the wharf and buy uh, a few more bottles every week. And, <laughs> what, and what clearances? What? You're well, you know, I don't want to lose my clearances for work. Just kidding. <laughs> what are you doing now? What uh, for work? Yeah. Oh, right now I'm just working for myself but um nice. yeah i'm i'm discerning i don't know i have no idea what i'm gonna Sounds do like I, you're I'm, on I'm, the gormley path I'm, yeah i'm kind of <laughs> freaking out i'm i'm trying not to freak out so like i'm not traveling for at least a year mm-hmm. and um i don't i just don't i don't know i don't foresee what what could work out but i'm sure it will you know so mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. yeah have you uh have you been writing have you been writing a lot yeah but not productively mm. So every so that's the first thing I do every single morning is I make myself right and I like built myself a little desk which I should take a picture and show you because I'm I'm the least handy person on earth. <laughs> oh, so like it's just like <laughs> don't be so hard so, on yourself. You aren't me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's the first. I jump out of bed and I like you know, boom, right there, and I write, right, 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 right. So nice. Yeah. Do you like? Are, are what do you? Are you just? Is it like a personal journal is are you trying to write like sometimes yeah sometimes yeah i uh yeah and i have like kind of four big projects that i'm trying to work on as far as writing but then i also have this novel that i've been writing that's really bad it's just not good you're writing a novel trying to write the 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 great american novel so i'm glad that i was right yeah 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 i would love to write the great american novel but yeah it's not good it was, like, it, was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Luke went for the same joke. I know. I know. Blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, the problem with me is I've read too many great American novels, so now mm-hmm. I realize Yours. how not great mine is. I bet you, though, that's what they all thought. <laughs> no way. I bet you they no did. Way. See, I that's the you. thing is when someone's writing, so like you can be convinced that it's good. But I don't think, you know, when Steinbeck first published, I don't think he was like, yeah, nailed it. Like, this is going to be read by school children and then burned from libraries in a hundred Okay, years. but, yeah, but there's a little bit of a Geigo situation here, right? Like, garbage in, garbage out. Oh, <laughs> I'm I no think- Steinbeck, right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, well, it's just, yeah, it's just not, genre? It's just, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's Please a, science fiction. thriller, maybe? Fiction. Thriller. Thriller, yeah. Like, it's about it's about exorcism. Yeah, it's about this girl. It's like a it's like an amalgam of all my all the cases I've ever been a part of. Stop laughing. I'm this is so funny. excited about. No, this I'm not. Well. You're never going to see it. We'll never see the light of day. But I've considered maybe putting it like a chapter a week out for Patreon. That's but, awesome. But it's not. It's just not good. It's just, just a small town girl. Listen, living in a lonely world. <laughs> it's it, okay. Okay, truly, not in some like um, not in some like weird like LinkedIn world thing or, or something. Yeah. Is it better if a thing is truly not good that it 
not exist? Or is it better for it? I don't mean people. I mean, just like art <laughs> so, or okay, whatever. Okay. All right. Like, so let's, let's say this. Let's say this. My favorite fighter when I was younger was Tank Abbott. Do you guys remember Tank Abbott? No, no I have no idea who you're talking no. about. Oh, come Tank on. Tank Abbott? Abbott. I'm not what you call a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the USC so best Abbott. moments. Okay. Yeah. No, he was I like the, the most terrifying just thug in UFC. He was like the bad, you know, and and now he's like, he's like 72. He's had two liver transplants because of all the drinking and everything. And yeah, he, I mean, he's just a terrible person, but he wrote a novel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to read this. So I read it and like I it has it, it, it damaged like my imagination and my memory because of how much I loved him as a child. And now I just am like, how what was I thinking here? It's so bad. It's so I will say mine's maybe better than that, maybe. But <laughs> but I don't he, want people to feel the same way about But him. his net yeah. worth is five million dollars. That's pretty sweet. According to the really? internet. So According to the yeah. internet. Is that true? He $5 million. Wow. Yeah. I feel like yeah. If, if you're a, a legendary athlete in any sport, like, so, truly, like you should be worth more than $5 million. So back then, they, they, I mean, he was fighting for like, like four grand, like a fight. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. How many Can times a year have, would he fight? Not much. I mean, it, this He's is when no it was like, what's that? 8 no and is his record, I think. Yeah, this is pit. when like um, you were... I mean, you had to buy the UFC tapes like in like an adult bookstore, like that's, or you had to order them through a catalog because it was like still, you know, considered. basically it was like a backyard kind of, yeah, yeah, backyard. almost, Brawls. almost. Where where are you on the is UFC moral thing? He loves UFC. Come Question. On. I have a hard time with it. I have a hard time with it because you know there is that papal bull that says prize fighting is is not okay. Mm-hmm. But the so the I have so this is what I would say. Let me frame this. Now you're getting me into a topic I'm super interested in. But let's do it. I have a hard time telling someone who devoted their entire life to someone that they can never test that. And in all honesty, it's pretty much only tested. Okay, maybe someone like is gonna right like you have like a movie scenario where like two countries are going to start a world war, and instead they're like, let's have a David and Goliath situation, right? Okay, so there's your one chance or. <laughs> Or you mm-hmm. could go into the UFC. So it's like pretty, pretty hard. So I have a hard time saying that that person would never be able to do it. Second of all, uh, for sure, professional boxing, no way. You can't do that. Because if you're trying to knock somebody out, there's no, there, the, the morality is clear, right? You cannot mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But with UFC, I just don't know. I don't know what the. You're not like I mean, I think, trying to knock a person out or cause them harm. You're trying to get them to. Stop yes. fighting. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that that's a possibility. Yes. Now I think that there are some people who go in there and just yeah, they're just going to try to. I'm not finding a papal bull on prize fighting. I'm finding yeah, there is a one papal mm-hmm. bull on bullfighting, which is ironic, <laughs> but not a papal bull on prize fighting. I, what about I me tr- fighting a bull? Is there a papal bull about that? that the papal bull. <laughs> the one on bullfighting is a condemnation or uh, yeah. whatever on. Fighting wild animals and humans. Yeah, well, it's terrifying. Have you ever seen that? Speaking of fighting wild animals, you have to. One day, you have to ask Andy Lesnowski about this story. But there's there's a uh, an athletic director here that his friend had cancer, and to raise money, there was a bear that had been declawed that would wrestle people, and he was the only person to ever beat the bear. <laughs> and it's it's one of the funnier stories I've ever heard in my life because what the bear kept from? peeing on him. It's a true story. It's a true story that Andy Lesnowski told me but about a, an athletic director here. Declawed, uh, it can still bite you. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it was no, it was muzzled. So it was arrested. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, in that yeah. case, <laughs> <I'll> think- <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, I would but love to case. see you wrestle the bear, and the people oh. get confused which one is which. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty. I'm not that. I'm not all that hairy, Gomer. Not yet. I mean, I would pres- presume. I mean, I are you really. fighting the bear? Like, do you have like short shorts? Like, you know. Oh yeah. Like, are you wearing always? Key? But that's just who I am all the time. I always wear short shorts. Short shorts. Short, short. short shorts and, and my, and and my kids say like it, like appropriate or inappropriate. They're like, no, inappropriate. <laughs> Please no. Please no. Um well, uh wait, there I, I do have another thing I wanted to ask you, but I, like real quick, going back to the papal thing on boxing. I have heard the church has condemned boxing. I don't know how they did it. Or there is something. Well, Olympic boxing that- is okay because you're not trying to knock them out. I, I and I know that there is something written about that. Okay, right, let me. So, because it's points. interesting. Where are you yeah. on the whole? Like, should do you think um, oh, women should do MMA no. fighting? Not no. really, not really. But I, again, why? I will say this: I have a hard time saying to someone who's devoted their whole mm-hmm. life to something that they can't test it out. But um, I think there are other things, right? Like MMA is. So one of the problems with MMA, right, is like it's not a martial art anymore, right? Like, I mean, they've just made an amalgam of everything. Like now, now you study ultimate fighting, right? You don't, you don't like go into one martial art and then learn another and then learn another and then yeah. learn another. You, yeah. you just go to a, a school that's that. So that's, I don't know, that's weird. But well, the, the, no, yeah. I mean that makes sense. How it would become more and more, more and more specialized. It just, I mean, that's what. Yeah, and I don't. Know. I, I don't watch it anymore because I don't I don't want to watch women fight and I also don't want to watch lightweights to be honest with you I care less. How come? It's just because it's just not as interesting. It's just like well, what are the stakes here? Yeah, like what? So so you got the most amazing lightweight in the world. What are they going to do to either of you guys? Probably not much. I mean, if you were trained a little bit. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. so bad. So I don't bad. know. I'm, yeah, it's not gonna. <laughs> I'm like, uh, give me. Let me. You like? Well, give me a second here. I, I, I finally did, get that twelve minute mile I've been searching for by running guys, away. Did you guys ever did you guys ever watch the show New Girl? Did you ever watch New Girl? I've, I've seen maybe no, one episode. Yeah. There's a there's a episode where like one of them is like he feels like he's not a man anymore. So they go to like this terrifying bar, kinda like Cross Creek, like where we used to, to go. <sighs> and they, they, they start this fight, you know, and <laughs> with like the bar people. And it's just hysterical, right? Because it's like these city guys like trying to fight these like desert bar people. And one of the guys is like, they're telling the story of the fight afterwards. And one of the guys is like, I just rolled up on the ground like an armadillo as soon as it started. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. There's this great, I've, I've never watched an episode, but I've seen a tons of clips. I need to just sit down and watch a bunch from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he hits this bag or whatever, like one of those like bags, like kind of like hanging. Speedback. Yeah, speedback, yeah. and he goes, I summon the fact that I am a man, and he like hits it really hard. It's so funny because he's, he's doing it against uh, like a, right. a woman who like hits right. it very hard, and they're all scared. He goes, I summon the fact that I am a man. I just, I, it was just oh, I such a, like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I understand why, like, I get the argument about like why, why like, women should not do MM, MMA about like how it like is somehow beneath like it's actually not not that they're underneath it, but like it is beneath them. Like it's, it's an affront against the dignity of women. I just I, I don't know if I would say it's like I I would probably fall under like I understand it. I don't know if I would say it's a moral truth, but I, I think there's something. I think there is some. I think there is some, something interesting to that. But I would like I would not want to deny 
like a woman who's really into that. Like that's like, yeah, right. I was know. reading the other day, like some this girl, like all of her six brothers are black belts in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Her dad, grandpa, great grandpa, mm-hmm. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts. She grew up at a studio, right? So that's hard. I mean, that's yeah. hard to say to that person. Like you're mm-hmm. never going to get a chance to, you know. I, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm a, I am all for it. This is what I'm all I would for say. Putting in better safety measures to make sure people don't get, you know, the, whatever. But this is what I would say is yeah. I fought at pretty high levels. Okay, yeah. and yeah, and you want to talk about you want to talk about vain glory. Yeah, like you have not. I mean, that's what you get to those levels, and it is just vain glory. Like yeah. it's. Uh, there there was almost no one that was redeemable in my mind, like as far as like that kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was like the warrior culture kind of yeah. a thing. No, it wasn't like that. It was just I kind of felt a bunch that, of. Yeah, I yeah. felt the way with a lot of high school sports. I mean, with a lot, I was really only involved in one. But for two years, uh, two and a half years, I quit right before the, the season actually started during two days. Yeah, it was the most immature thing I've ever done. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I quit. I just my my like answer was just go home and just go to bed. And that's all you because I was too scared. <laughs> but there is this sort of like, I remember being very excited about everyone who was a coach because it was my favorite math teacher in junior high school and all the stuff. And just right. like the way they treated us, the like the, the, the language, there were some who were great and, and it was awesome, but it just felt very like this doesn't need to be like this. <laughs> like, sure. It, it just, sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's like weird, a millennial, sure. everyone gets a prize kind of a thing because there i am a better person because of my experience in that there are things about me that are now part of my personality that i really do believe were brought out or were formed during that time but i just don't know if that means you need to be 28 28 year old guy screaming and cursing out a bunch of high school kids right you know it's just it's just weird like and and like hindsight i'm like that was it's weird yeah my my son played uh football flag football and uh he was going up against the team and the coach on the other team, you know, it's flag. You're not tackling. He felt like, cause kids at this age, they just plow through kids on yeah. accident. And he was saying things like, if I want you to tackle every one of the kids on that other team, if no one's calling it, then you go ahead and tackle. And, you know, and so my coach, he was a friend of mine too. Our kids coach walked up to the ref and he's like, Kids do stupid things, and I'm happy to call out my kids and get a penalty if they do something stupid. But for that coach to encourage his kids to hurt my right, team, he should be out of there. Yeah, he's yeah. like, if one of his kids actually goes through with it, I'm going to remove him. I'm going to have him physically removed, and I will do it. And he could have, and it was bad. I was, so I recorded with my camera. I recorded every single play. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But it, I was terrible at football. Huh? I was terrible at football. So really? I hated every minute of it. Oh. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. I'm not a real good athlete at all. Mm. I don't think that's true. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. With what you guys don't remember. I mean, I've never seen you do. I mean, I, I think I. No, well, you were on our. You were on our flag um, football team, right? One of them. Uh, I don't know if I played for AMDG. You guys weren't all that great. Let's be honest. We, I mean, excuse, I was better at least than AMDG. Excuse I was on me. Ben Hickman. We I was came. On ben Hickman. We came. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't. Was that AMDG? Uh, we came back. That is a deep <laughs> cut for like seven people who will enjoy that joke. <laughs> But that's what we're, we're all about here. We came back and we beat POP with Kenny Baldwin as their as their quarterback. Well, that's 23 seconds, 23 seconds left. We were 10 points down. We came back and we won the single A championship. Who Greatest sports you something about that? 
Who's yeah. Can I ask you something about that? Was it because they were flexing and looking at their own muscles and you just were able to run past <laughs> This them? was post when Kenny made all the dramatic <laughs> changes. So a little bit of yes, a little bit of no. Right. But, right no, it was John got the sack, Adam caught the touchdown, and Brian got the two-point conversion. I was almost open for the two-point conversion but i believe that gave brian the opening so that was my unconscious right, but it was like right, right, i right. just remember one point in time falling to my knees and screaming and like adam this other point in time adam just runs to me and jumps in my arms and we're just like this is the greatest thing in the world life will never get better than this and it has we've peaked ladies we've peaked yeah, yeah this isn't quite like doing a thing with all of all, all of your friends at 22 that being like well i guess this is it <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I just want to talk, keep talking about sports, but everyone else wants to, wants to hear about exorcism because they're weird. Can I tell you yeah. a funny thing yeah. about, about sports, about a women, women's MB, uh, MMA? Good Lord, I almost said NBA. My kids are particularly sensitive to like grotesque images, horror, like they, and because we watch a substantial amount of YouTube every so often, you know, horror movie. I get so annoyed with up. that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm like, I just want to let the TV parent my kid. Do I need to? Why do I have to worry about this? Why weird do thing? I have to parent the parent? You know, uh, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so we'll be like watching some funny video and then a preview for like Megan, which was like a little scary movie doll thing and all this stuff. Well, <laughs> Noah sees this picture, a thumbnail of a woman. Luke, quit cutting your nails. Sorry, are, are you able to hear it? Gosh, so just, loud. You mute that shit. So funny. You're an adult. You I'm just cutting my... I do three meetings all the time. Oh, I, just, well, I need something you to know do. Everyone can hear I you. need something to do or I get distracted easily. Just use a massager like me. <laughs> what is wrong? To do what? <laughs> I don't have to you're answer spe- You're spending too much time on these podcasts. No, no, no. No, no, no. Anywho, <laughs> let me just finish my story with the power of ADHD. <laughs> My son, I'm waving. I'm waving. At who? Josie. She's waving back. Oh, nice. I can't. Sorry. I can't um, see. I, for some reason, you don't have the, I always reframe the, uh, the window so I can see the wide screen of the, of the camera instead of just the, whatever. Anyway, so he's scrolling through the YouTubes and he's like, I hear my kids fight and he's like, turn it off, turn it off. I don't want to see it. And I'm like, what's going on? And I walk out there and I see a thumbnail. And Thomas is like lingering over it because it's grotesque and it's like drawn him in. And Noah's like, move on, move on. And I'm, I look at it, I'm like, what the heck am I looking at? And it's this woman's face and she's just brutalized. It looks horrific. And I realize, oh, that's an MMA fighter. So oh I push gosh. play. I, put the <laughs> See, bo- I have the boys okay. leave and I push play. I was like, boys, please. <laughs> <laughs> boys, come on, get the popcorn. <laughs> And we're about to eat dinner. And uh, so they, I put this is good. What, see what the clip is. And it's, it's this funny video of this woman who just finished won some championship. Her face is, I mean, it's just her one eye swollen. The other one's half swollen. Cheeks puffy, blood pouring out of open wounds. And the guy goes, you just won the MMA title, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel? And she's like. Just had the best day of my life. And she just like screamed that and blood is pouring. And I was like, oh, so I brought the boys back in and I was like, listen, I watched the clip. I, I made the video go away, but I was like, that's a real woman's face after yeah. she got in a fist fight in, in UFC. So learn the risk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should probably date her. You'd feel safe. I have a picture like that. My very first fight. My oh, very first tournament. Yeah. 
I've, I'm holding up my silver medal and smiling, and there's just my mouth is blood. filled with blood. Yeah. <laughs> would, what yeah. would like your parents come and watch you do that? Not really. My dad did, okay. but my mom didn't like it, and my yeah, my dad was a pilot, so he came to some things. How did you even get started in, in that? Like, how does a high school kid end up doing that? I started in fifth grade, and okay, sorry. How does a ten year old start doing that? Yeah, started in fifth grade, and then you were taekwondo, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was a huge karate nerd. Huge. Like, oh, okay, that's right. Know, that's so, right. Yeah, I did yeah. everything. Yeah. So yeah, and then just kind of went from there, and I just loved it. The very first time I ever, the very first time I ever fought somebody, it was like I loved every second of it. So it was like <laughs> I knew that this was for me. <laughs> did you ever hear Joe Rogan's story about why he stopped? Because he was no. taekwondo. He uh he has one of the most powerful sidekicks. Right. That's like his thing is he like and it's I was listening to someone talk to him and they were they were like a current UFC fighter. and They were like, I'm scared of his sidekick. Like he's you know, he's powerful. So he had he was in a um, he was about to go. He was conditioning for the Olympics for the U.S. Olympic team. And I think he was like 20 and he sidekicked this dude straight into the hospital. Like he collapsed the guy. Ooh. The guy's unconscious. He wins the fight, and he just watches them as they take him out on a stretcher. Yeah. And he's like, "Never again. I will never be a yeah. part of putting someone in the hospital again." Like, I, yeah. at that I have a few of those. Of- yeah, I have a few of those. Yeah, that I feel bad about still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then there's a few that you put in the hospital on purpose, right? Not fighters, the, but like the, the I had a weird thing for like for like guys who you know thought they were all that. I loved that was like my I loved it. <laughs> You loved, loved hospitalizing it. them? Well, I loved fighting them, you know, just to <laughs> humble somebody. <laughs> what is it? Is it like, is it just the like pure, like, what is it for you that was pure so gorilla domination? Yeah. Was it just like that kind of like, hey, there's just nothing else here, but like the two of us, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then like, you know, like in football, like That's when right. you're on the line, well, you would know this, Luke, mm-hmm. when you're on the line and it's just like, you're just like, it. it's like, it's like one of the purest man versus man moments, yeah. right? Who's going to push who? Which I lost and over like, and over and over again. And it, me too. Me too. Me <laughs> yeah. too. And you're thinking like the only pure it could get is if there were no rules, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like fighting gets closer to that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's also, I really loved the idea of waking up and being like, well, there's somebody who's working harder than me. I need to double down and mm-hmm. work really hard, yeah. you know? But um, that's what I feel about Brandon Vaught. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. Like, you already published another book. Dang it! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Another You're podcast, too, Brandon. Dang it! <laughs> that's funny. he's so much better than all of us. He doesn't have any of the Steubenville baggage, which I don't know if it's a real thing. But just I'm just going to presume that that's his upper hand. He's like, listen, you guys are all obsessed, just you know, in your heads, still yep. thinking about yep. Cross Creek. I didn't have any of that. This is just pure vault all the time. I, I think of it, I think of uh, Steubenville like you know when when in the movie uh, Lord of the Rings when She's like, get, Frodo's been stabbed, mm-hmm. and she's like, mm-hmm. don't worry. As soon as I, we get there, my the magic of my people will protect me. That's how I feel when I ride into Steubenville. <laughs> as soon as I like cross that line, it's like I'm in Rivendale. <laughs> like everything's gonna be okay. The magic of my where people did Dave get me. a horse? <laughs> <laughs> Why is uh, Stephen Dowler's daughter here for some reason? Uh, I forgot she her converted. name. Converted. <laughs> 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 yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> no no frodo what grace has given me let it be. um i'm your sam 
<laughs> you guys are so nerdy. No, You're we're so beautiful. Nerd. Uh, weren't we going to talk about cool stuff? I forget. Yeah. I have a great segue. Okay, do it. Okay. Do it. If you want to s- sports into exorcism, sure. I'll segue that. We call it so, exorcism. <laughs> so one time and everyone in this situation is dead. So I can tell this story. Um, I was hand. assisting this uh, exorcist who uh, I, I was when I was like 17. I was assisting this exorcist who was like he was like almost 100 years old. OK, he was really old. Like he, he's a walker and, a, and he had a breathing, you know, he had like one of those things that he carried with him mm-hmm. so he could breathe an oxygen tank. <laughs> it was like the smoking was worth it. Right, right. <laughs> and I showed up and no one else was there who would normally be on the team. And he was like, Well, it'll be okay. We just have one case today. And it seemed pretty benign. You and I will be fine alone. So we were at this like retreat center. Okay. And we were in a like a side chapel of this retreat center. And <laughs> in walks the biggest black football player i have ever seen in my entire life he was a division one football player okay and he had come of his own accord so i thought okay this is not gonna be violent everything's gonna be okay and the second this priest made the sign of the cross he went ballistic and came right for me and started choking me okay and this is true story. And I'm I and and this old poor old priest is like trying to get him off me, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I I really thought like this is how I'm gonna die, right? Like this is gonna be, this is it. Like how how will I ever how will people ever explain this? You know? Like this is yeah. just so crazy. And at one point, like you know, I'm wrestling with him, trying my best, you know, but he's massive and took totally took me off guard, right? And um. He kind of like releases, and I say to to the old priest, like, "Go call the police," you know. And he grabs me again, and I'm choked. I'm like losing breath more and more and more. And the priest like hobbles away out of this chapel, right? And he couldn't he couldn't find a phone that was working. It was like this old retreat center that no one really yeah. used, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, meanwhile, I'm wrestling with this guy, and really starting to kind of black out and stuff like that. Like it was that bad, okay. And, like, every moment it would be, like, as soon as I could, you know, thought, like, this is it, he kind of let go. And I'm hearing in my head, uh, like, just the words, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. And I'm, like, you know, I'm sure you guys would have been, like, a lot quicker to pick up on it, but I'm an idiot, right? So I'm, like, what the hell, you know? And and I just, like, decide, like, okay, I'm going to say, in the beginning. And I say in the beginning and he goes and he back, he like jerks back and he's like startled. Hmm. And I realized like, okay, this is, he was afraid of those words and it was the prologue to John's gospel. And so I, so how do you know what's the beginning again. of Genesis? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, you I only had those words to go on. It could equally be both. Got a 50 shot. Came out and so we'll go with John. So, so as I'm, so he grabs me again, right? And I say it again, and he backs off. And so then I'm like, I'm going to keep going. So I say, in the beginning was the word, you know? And he starts to back off, and he starts screaming, right? And like a movie, just like a movie, the priest could not find a phone, but he thought, I'll go to the main chapel, and I'll get the Eucharist, Uh-oh. and I'll put it in the monstrance, and I'll come back, which is a no-no, okay? You're yeah. not supposed to do that, but he did. And literally... At the moment I said, and the word was made flesh, he walked into the room with that monstrance 
and made the sign of the cross over this guy, and it was over. Completely <laughs> over forever. He was fine. Is that not the craziest story? <laughs> so, okay, so many questions. Um, You're like, first of all, what does that have to do with sports? And no. <laughs> like, uh, why you do you need to call him a black uh, so, man? Like, he's just a person? Like, why do you have to emphasize like, that? I'm offended. <laughs> Okay, I, I hope this comes across. I was like building I, the story. Look, I've been having to say this a lot. I hope it'll come across a, like a douchebag. Um, this is like what, like probably 2000, right? Yeah. 2001. So right before you, you have a lot of like the rules of the church about like whatever. So now if there's like a 17 year old involved in an in, in exorcism. Yeah, my, that should never yeah, happen. Right. Like right. How, why and how do you end up there at that age? So I had like a real radical conversion when I was young, mm-hmm. right? When I was like 14 at a student mill conference. Okay. Yeah, and, to the best of us. Right. And it happened to be that the spiritual director I had in high school was an exorcist. And mm-hmm. one night he like asked, I've told you this story. He asked me Probably, to, yeah. um, I thought I had you know, like a, a healing mass. Yeah. Like a okay. Bird. okay. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of how, it, and, and the next day he was like, can you help me with another case? And he was crazy. I mean, there's no question. <laughs> Like he like was very crazy. Like as as far as like the balance of prudence and holiness, it was tipped completely. Right, he was very holy and no prudence whatsoever. So yeah, um, so yeah, so I yeah, I would never allow that. <laughs> I would never ever. In fact, I'm like I'm so conservative now. Like I don't really think there should be a lot of people in the room. Like mm-hmm. you know, and the laws are so bad, and there there are like lawsuits now. So I think pretty much. Like you should have police officers there, things like that. Paramedics, anyone who's like trained in detaining someone, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you have to be really careful about that. So yeah. you're like, why you a bouncer? So what? What you're like? Why well, used to be a bouncer? So I get the detaining. I could, I could detain people all day long. <laughs> I just yell in the beginning. I, I detain the devil. That's joke. what I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Van Vickle. Uh, <laughs> like so, what is? What about why? Uh, <laughs> Van Vickle. I just imagine like a, a huge um, yeah. forearm going down, like Van Vickle. Um, yeah. not, not quite as bad as like the salt guy, but like somewhere kind of, you know, close salt to that. Day. Van Vickle. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I apologize if we're going to, we're probably going to be repeating a lot of our stuff from previous episodes because I forget, I, I don't know about um, you when you guys record, but like it goes like I have, I like, I have the conversation and then it's gone out of my head because I just can't keep yeah. all that. And no so, worries, me too. If I'm I cherish I, every I word both of you say to me. Speaking of the speaking I, of the Van Vickled, here's a story I probably shouldn't tell, but I'm going to tell it anyways. So, I don't help with ministries anymore, like I, not officially. Like I don't regularly yeah. go. It's just but like, you're getting paid. No, that's no, <laughs> I would be. No. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the, I'll exercise half of the demon out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, or I have to sell real estate. So right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I'm not about to go into roofing. Go on. So, <laughs> so um, uh, but I got like called in for help and to a diocese that shall remain unnamed. And oh, and I was late, and so the, the victim was like in a chair facing the other way. And I walked in, and when I walked into the chapel, she screamed, "You brought Dave Van Bickle here!" And then she, and then she jumped and bit me <laughs> on the arm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyways, what? what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's amazing. That? That's like, what? Yeah. What do you what, do? What do you do with that? What do you do with that knowledge? Uh, what do you mean? Like, what was it to disturb me? Is it well? I, or is I it was awesome? worried I was going to need an infection. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, I, my, my first thought, no, like, she didn't break, now I have hepatitis C. No, she didn't break the skin, thankfully. I don't know how, how it happened, but she did. 
But so, the, the demons know your name. Well, they know everything. They know your name too. No, do they, they don't. don't know. They yes, they do. They yes, forgot. They do. They're not we talk about, about us. it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you think, <laughs> you know, you know who you guys should really haunt. <laughs> I'm saying, humana, humana, humana. <laughs> so Gomer was story. Mary's favorite until he brought a Luke in into the picture. Uh, he's <laughs> corrupting. He's corrupting. Yeah. I was in my office cleaning my office uh, the other day. I'm gonna see if I can say office one more time. And uh, I had Father Carlos's um, interview on Pints with Aquinas playing, and yeah. so I'm cleaning my office, and he's doing all the exorcism conversation. And all of a sudden, my door just swung open. This door right here just goes, and it had never done that before. And I just went there, and I was like, well, I'm going to not try to pretend like I'm scared right now, but I will say a St. Michael the Archangel prayer, get the heck out of here for 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that's creepy. Yeah. So there's been a lot of stuff going on with, uh, like, exorcisms and people talking about our people. I don't know. If, I don't. Know, I, I barely attention to Trendy. what's going on in, in in the Catholic world. But like, yeah, you hear people talking a lot about exorcisms or how we shouldn't be talking about them, and we're on a podcast doing it yeah. for the third time. Like, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on on that. Just as someone who's you know, like, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, that's pretty difficult. That's a pretty difficult thing, and, and there are like there are theologians that you and I both know and respect. People that you went to school with that are adamantly against it. Um, but against that's a talking hard, about exorcism, yeah, yeah, but that's a that's a difficult position to hold because exorcism has always been a sign of the kingdom, right? Yeah. Like that was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it you like you're ignoring a lot of apologetics in the church fathers, right? Like the church fathers often reference exorcism as like, look, we have power over your gods, like that's that's a you, you see it, we make the sign of the cross and they flee, it's over, like there's nothing to do it, right? And so that would be hard to to do. The other thing I would say is, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, remember when people used to, stupid dog, talk about an exorcism. Um, <laughs> Josie, put him outside. The other thing is, like, remember, like, in the 90s, I, I don't know when this was, but when parents would be like, no, don't talk to your kids about sex. And then they would say, like, well, they're going to learn about it, so you yeah. better talk about it. I feel like we're in that situation, you know, where yeah. people are learning about it from really awful sources. And in my opinion, even a lot of the sources that we think are good are not good. Like I, like I specifically talk about it to be, to try to be a balance of what I see is an, like an imbalance in the church. So what are some of those imbalances? Yeah. Uh, like our, a radically traditional side and a more Protestant charismatic side. And, um, I think both of them, I have, a, I have trouble with both of them. You know, what what are to, the tendencies of the radical traditional side? You got, I mean, you got like, you know, the, the wildly popular, traditional side where they're like putting it's like a map that you need to learn if you can like pray over someone right like you have to it's like a flow chart have you ever seen this that people Uh are like following now there's a new thing like well who's allowed to bless who who's allowed Mm -hmm. to pray for who and all this kind of that yeah and and they literally i mean this book is it's like it's complicated like i had it was like a maze right like that's it was hard for me to like and i was just like that's troubling to me right because authority comes from one of three places right it could it could come from uh it it should come from holiness, right? Authority should come from holiness. And and that's the example of saints, right? So you've got have someone like Catherine of Siena or um you know, who's the one that's I'm so bad at names, right? Uh who's the one who's always co opted by feminists? Uh oh, Saint uh, uh, Saint Joan of Arc. Hildegard Hildegard. Hildegard. Oh, right. Hildegard, Hildegard. Hildegard Bingen, right? So these are women who it, it right exerted enormous amounts of control in the church because of their holiness. 
and both of them were famous for exorcism. Okay, both of them mm. were. So, and when I say famous, like Hildegard literally had a letter from the Vatican that she could participate in exorcisms anywhere in the world. Right. Okay. So, wow. like, she could okay. walk in and 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 be a part of that. Okay. Uh, Catherine of Siena was just known for being able to solve cases, so priests would bring them to her. So. So holiness is where you want to go. It could also come from charism, which is dangerous because you got to be careful with charism, right? Like who who decides who has a charism and who doesn't? Yeah. Okay. And then finally, and you could do off- damage if you think you I was have a charism. Oh yeah, I was gonna oh, name yeah. a name that I <laughs> I, I, I want to say. We all, it. we all know names. Yeah, so I'm sure. but like yeah. it's I, it would be yeah yeah. Well, the yeah. the Malines document from the charismatic renewal on the powers yeah. of darkness is pretty incredible. And one so of the those are the that, rules I follow. Yeah, and the one money, of the things yeah. it says yeah. is people who feel like they've had a deliverance can have an undue attachment to the person who helped deliver them. You yeah. know, Father Carlos kept saying over and over again, like, I'm, I'm not a worker of magic, right? It's not me. Right. If someone's delivered to Jesus and mm-hmm. the person receiving Christ in their lives. and uh, But you have this, like, fixation of healing, like, you healed me. Right, and that comes to the minister of it that it's like this is a ripe place for abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I mean, priests aren't usually good at evangelization, so it's like that's a lot of my role, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there. So, mm-hmm. so to you know, kind of constantly point them back to Jesus, constantly point them back to Jesus, constantly point them back to Jesus. But um, yeah, and then office, right? Office could be another place where the authority comes from, which would be the case for an, uh, an actual exorcist, right? Or or even just a priest, right? The priestly office has exorcistic mm-hmm. authority mm-hmm. that we don't have. But I think like when we get into this kind of like, okay, who can do this and who can do that? We're really like, we're on shaky ground there. Okay. Cause first of all, you're not going to find that in like an encyclical or in a dogma. You're not going to find it in Ludwig, Ludwig Ott or something like that. Okay. So what are the actual rules? That's, that's dicey, right? It it belongs to the local ordinary, okay, or to the CDF, and the CDF does have some rules, but not enough that you're. I mean, definitely not what you're seeing on the more traditional side, mm. okay. Um, then you fly over to like the more charismatic side, and it's basically like no way. You were baptized, you believe in Jesus, you just go out and just freaking exercise everything, <laughs> you know, you know, blow it out, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And that that to me is. It seems to me like kind of when I was younger and I was fighting, like I would have fought anyone in the world, right? Like that was yeah. how cocky I was. Like I would have fought anyone, right? And so like I've one of the most famous speakers on this side who is w- widely more well-respected than I am, so I should caveat that. You know, sh- she'll say like, nonsense, you should never worry about this. And it's like, well, never? You should never worry about this? Like because there are actual situations where there's possession and and you get involved in some kind of a altercation with a demon, like it is dangerous. Period. Like that is possible. So, I think like we have to be much more careful about how we talk about this because you can't talk in generalizations. You almost have to talk hmm. in subjective things, That's which is why holiness is so important because <coughs> it gives you a grounding that you do not have. Right? Like if you're just using these rules to protect you, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Holiness is the only thing that really protects us. So. Yeah, there's a lot of I, I I'm very frustrated right now with a lot of it, but you know. What if you could say like one thing to people who are like having a tough time with all this or who just like what would that be? Like someone who's being attacked by demons, is that what you're saying? No, just oh. with kind of like the current on the current yeah, discourse around it. Yeah. Um I would leave it alone. I would 
mm-hmm. would stop listening to both sides. I would, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, and I'm keep in mind, like this is also how I support my family is by speaking on it. So I, I know that that's the case, but what, what I would say is like the, and I, one time I wrote this article, like how to learn about demonology and it's like the opposite of what people do. So it was like, start with the catechism references, yeah. start with the Bible, right? Start with the church fathers. And that gives you a well-rounded idea, particularly the church fathers, right? Because they talk so much about it mm. and it gives you like kind of a kingdom mindset of like how kingdoms work. Okay. And then it can help you evaluate what's going on. But like it, I think it grounded me more than anything is reading what the church father said about it. And I've, mm. I've read every single thing that's in English that any of the church fathers has ever said about exorcism, the devil, demons, uh, and and I have like I've compiled a document of it, and so I like I, I would I not I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I know it. Like, yeah, I know what yeah. Said, you know, that's actually really interesting because I, um, as you're probably aware, we're I am a big fan of Hanser's von uh von Balthas, yeah. von um, von Balthasar. Excuse me, despite whatever like Ralph Martin says, and he talks Dave a lot has about actually it. read every one of his books yeah. in English in English, yeah. Who? Kevin Balthazar? Yeah. I'm so jealous. I'm kind of obsessed too. Right. Just, like he talks about that a lot. Like I like the method, right? Yeah. Like about how like go to the church fathers, go to the saints. That's who you should be looking t- towards first. Like he's just one line that I I just think about all the time. Like ignore the fad. Pri- and I'm paraphrasing here, but like ignore the fad priest of your time and go to the saints, go to the church fathers. Yeah. I've always been that way too. Like I, if I think if I'm impressed by someone that has written a book, I almost never read the book. I always read the reference, the books that are referenced in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. I've just always been that way. But you know, so that's actually yeah. what a good historian will will do if to kind of judge. Hey, is this, is this person at at the very least? How is their method? You go no. back into like the biography or the end. Like how? Like what are his sources or or like yeah. her sources? Are they? You want to see a decent amount. It's totally fine to like have a secondary source, but you want what you really want are a lot of those primary sources because you want to see right. what the people at the time were or were saying or the documents about the thing you are are. I'm talking yeah. about why? Why is it that the like? What do you think it is that the church or oh, the fathers are saying about demonology that make them so key to like understanding it, particularly right right now? Well, it was so much easier like at that time to see the two kingdoms, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you had paganism and Christianity. Mm-hmm. You didn't have anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and paganism was explicit there. I mean, it wasn't always explicit, right? You have like, you, like there, even in Roman times, like there were people who just did it for like, for finance and status. Right. There, and, and in every religion, it's going to be like that, but mm-hmm. it was more explicit. You were worshiping multiple gods and you were ritualizing that worship. Right. So it wasn't like, when we say like, oh, you worship money, right? We don't, we don't necessarily ri- ritualize it. We're not, we're not like burning right. incense to it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so it was much easier to see. Second of all, they saw everything in black and white, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad, right? Like it was like you were either, you know, good or evil, right? Um, but I also think like so close to the the incarnation, right? They saw it more plainly than we do as far as like actual demonic manifestations Mm -hmm. so and i think that's one of the troubles that i have right now with like exorcism in at least in america i don't i don't know too much about 
what's happening in the other countries, but like we're, I think most exorcists that I know are seeing too many cases. Like hmm. they're seeing way too many and shouldn't be seeing a lot of them. So, um, what do you mean by that? Like, like they're overexposed or they, or it's fake no, or, yeah, not, I wouldn't say fake, but like, um, you know, it's a spectrum, demonic activities on a spectrum, like everything, right? Okay. And so, like, the right, which is, is good theology, right? Like, the right yeah. is, like, it, it was, it was well done. It was, it was based on liturgy and theology and, and a lot of things, okay? And created over a long period of time, took time, right? Okay. So we have great theology for the right, but that is reserved for possession. Under under possession, the only thing that the right tells us, like in the Pranotanda, is like for lesser forms, right? Oppression or obsession, and and there is they don't even mention oppression really. I mean, the the Latin terms that that the church uses are like infestatio for an infestation, possessio and obsessio, and every once in a while they'll use vexation, the word vexation. Okay, but mo- a lot of them are interchangeable. Okay, so so mm-hmm. we've invented like. The, the the other category of oppression, which I think is a good invention, but mm-hmm. but it, but but it's new. Okay, like when you're not talking about possession and when you're not talking about exorcism, like formal exorcism, things get real like they fall apart a little bit in the sense that then it's kind of like the wild west. Okay, mm-hmm. right. So what what the Pranotanda of the ritual says is like for these lesser forms of demonic affliction, the normal means of grace are okay. Yeah, and I don't think that we. Like I, I think most most exorcists are seeing the lower cases and treating them similar to like possession in the sense that they're giving them the time and the focus that they that they would for that kind of case. And I don't think that's super healthy. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's super healthy because um, it, it's. I mean, don't forget this is like emotional, mental, physical, spiritual game here, right? And so. Putting more spotlight on the devil can be just as bad as putting not enough, right? That kind of thing. So you gotta yeah. be careful. Well, and I got questions. Can I ask a question real quickly? Yeah. Okay. I got a, I got a Bible question for you. Ooh. Okay. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he passes through waterless places seeking rest and finding none. He says, "I will return to my house from which I came." And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order, and he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. Uh-huh. Question number one. What waterless places? <laughs> what, are they looking for an oasis in the desert? What, are they, what does that mean? Waterless places. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a reference to like Sheol or Gehenna or something like that. You know? Don't uh, you? Passes through waterless oasis. Yeah, so it, honestly, it could be it could be the desert because I mean that's what they thought, right? So Jesus going out into the deserts, right? It to was do battle. Yeah, it was a clear reference to him saying, "Okay, I'm going to go pick a fight," right? So it could be that, but I haven't looked specifically at that verse. But I could. Uh, can a, but I ha- can, a, I can a demon find rest in a place with water? No. No. So what? Right. What, okay. Okay. So good point. You know okay. So about? a lot of that, a lot of what Jesus says about demons in the Gospels, a lot of it is are, crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's. <laughs> like ancient jewish demonology okay mm. so like mm. you know like in the story of garrison demoniac where mm. it goes to the pigs then the pigs go into the water yeah. right so assumingly dying and then the demons right go wherever okay that's like a 
that's a classic Jewish type. Like, I, I don't know exactly how to explain. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. a, a scholar on it, but from, from man to animal to water to whatever, you know, it's like a chain of being thing. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone so he's, smarter they're than descending into that, lower forms and lower yeah. forms. Right. Right. So it's like, uh, and when the demon is cast out, he couldn't find the lake of Gennesaret, so he returns. <laughs> so he's in trouble. Right. <laughs> That's it, it reminds me of that. Happen. Do you remember that movie from Denzel Washington, uh, Fallen? I never saw it. You never saw it? Is it the oh. one where he like helps? What is it? If you the touch, girl? yeah. If you touch someone possessed by the demon, oh, no, you get possessed. And so there's well, this there creepy, are people who teach that now. Yeah. There are well, there's this creepy that. part where. He's singing the song, time is oh, yeah. on my side. And he's walking down the street, and Denzel's going after the guy that he thinks is a murderer, and he realizes it's the demon, and the demon touches people on a busy New York street. Yeah. And so the different people will start singing the song, and then it's like a little girl Ooh. walks up to him, and she's like, you think you can stop me? Oh, I'll my kill gosh, everyone. creepy. Right, super That's creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's not... So, Father Carlos seem to suggest that if you were in the state of mortal sin and you attended an exorcism like you're a family member that it is possible that during the process of the exorcism yeah it would be could, that would could, be a ma- major mistake yeah, yeah a major mistake but you know so you treat it pastorally right so what do you do before exorcisms you hear confessions yeah but what if they're not catholic oh we don't let non-catholics into exorcisms even family members i tell the priest not to but I, I, there probably are some who have, but I tell them not to. Okay. But first of all, first of all, okay, f- don't forget, even Father Carlos, who's you know, I love him, but that's a generalization. Okay, God, God allows demons do what God allows. Okay, right. like they want to hurt everyone, and and they're allowed to do that to the extent which God allows it. So let's set that right out there, because because we can't. I mean, they can't just like do whatever they. It's not anarchy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you ever get the feeling like this is like? a science fiction or fantasy novel and there are these rules like you have that with like whenever there's like a comic book that wants to use like heaven and hell and spiritual things it's like there are eight rules that we must abide by no eating snacks after midnight (laughs) no holy water or garlic like right do do you feel like tom cruise will regenerate i don't think i don't feel like that but that's what i feel is the problem right now. okay like i really do feel like that's so so look, and we've talked about this before, Gomer, like when I was trying to make disciples, you just, whatever problem you encountered, you tried to help them through that problem, right? If it was a pornography addiction, it was, yeah. and I think demonization is the same thing, right? Like, and we have to be very careful about being like, oh, this is a completely different category of how we help disciples. No, in all cases, we, we meet them where they're at and we tell them about Jesus and we allow, we try to break down whatever is limiting Jesus's power in their life. And and that's a great general way to look at things, right? Like, uh, it can happen, and 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 things happen outside of the norm all the time. Like, uh, you know, one of the stories that I sometimes tell is not it wasn't an exorcism, so I could tell it all I want. One time, I got a call from an exorcist down south, and he was like, "Hey, we have this case, and this guy um was involved in very high level." european freemasonry he left and moved to the states because he was worried about being killed he's had all these problems he's converted but he's having all these problems and he's been to 12 different exorcists he can't get any help Mm. 
He's had many, many exorcisms, blah, blah, blah. And he said, do you think, what, could he come and see you? And I was like, no, what, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, right. why would, what would that make a difference? You know? And he's like, no, no, I just was praying. I felt like he should come and talk to you. And I was like, look, I, you know, I, there's nothing I can do for him. I don't really do deliverance prayer. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't do that, you know? And so I was just kind of un- disturbed by this idea. Okay. And he's like, I just really feel like he should come see you. So this guy came to see me and D one athlete. No, no, he was, he was an older man, like a you know distinguished older guy, and basically I didn't know what to you do. Can say but it. I he was, was a Habsburg. He was a Habsburg, <laughs> <laughs> and he asked if I wanted to be the king of all the Bilderbergs. And he, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Burgermeister, but, you will be the Burgermeister. <laughs> all right, let's do it. So, so this poor guy is suffering deeply. Yeah, but I I didn't know what to do. But I was getting ready the next day. I was going to renew my my consecration of merit or the begin the 33 day process. Right. Okay. So I was like, look, why don't you come every day and we'll do this together. Okay. And let's just see if, what we find out. Okay. So he did. And, and, and he stayed in a hotel. Okay. And for every day for 33 days, he would come for like a half hour. He would sit next to me on the couch in my office. I would grab his hand. We would pray the rosary. <laughs> he would shake a little bit, but he wouldn't nothing bad. Nothing like what they had described to me on the hmm. phone. Right. Which was like all kinds of preternatural stuff. And he and he did all the prayers. On the weekends, I didn't even see him. I said, look, you're going to do this on your own, and everything's going to be okay. Just you're going to do this on your own. Okay. So he did them, and on the 33rd day, we're getting ready to make our consecration, and his face just changes. I can tell just because I've seen it a million times. Anybody He's demoning you. out, and he says, I can't believe how you tricked me. You're so sneaky. He said, you didn't come right to my face, but instead you had her cover my ears and my eyes, and you had him give himself to her, and now he's his, and there's nothing I can do about it. And his eyes rolled back, and he was freed. Okay, so so this is a guy who had been to multiple, multiple, multiple exorcisms. Yeah. Nothing had worked, but Marian consecration had freed this poor, poor guy, right? And hmm. so what I'm saying is, yeah, the rules are important, but like, uh, like, uh, Depending on what side you're on, it can get a little. It can almost get a cultish, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. With the rules, you know. So. Wouldn't it be awesome if the guy said that his eyes rolled back and you just stood up and walked out of the room and went, "You've been van vickled." <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. So the other day, so the other day, so my son is he's about to be 15 and he's kind of interested in this, so he's been asking me about it the other day. I'm a terrible dad, so I was telling him how when I was in high school, and this this part is true, I would. I sometimes I would camp by myself and I would at this guy's farm and I would burn all the stuff that these occultists had given to us. Yeah. Like when they converted. Okay. And I was saying like, sometimes weird things would happen, you know? And he was like, like what? And I go, well, one time I had this huge bonfire and the fire like formed this giant tongue and it licked me. It was like really weird. And my, my son was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was so shocked. And I was like, I'm totally kidding. I made that up. completely. But, uh, it's not a good topic for me because I always joke. About oh, it. that's funny. So I this is the fun, this is the difference between me and you and or me and Luke and you is you're like hey, I got all this occultic stuff that's been cursed by the devil's own urine. Might as well go camping by myself in the woods. Well, who was going to go with me? <laughs> why would you go camp? Why don't you say, "Hey, farmer, you're a farmer. Why don't you start the fire and I'll drive by and throw it out the window"? That's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. actually, I would have well. given it to a priest and run away. Yeah. <laughs> Like the film that came out about like the Pope's exorcist, 
whatever yeah, the one with junk like, junk okay yeah it's junk it was terrible it was did you just see like, it bad movie yeah or I, like, I see it just because everybody yeah. was kept asking me yeah. about it yeah I, you know Crow was, as father yeah. Gabriel. i mean it was entertaining i guess but it was it was a horror movie that's it you know? yeah now i did really love nefarious i was very impressed like i was super impressed with how well done it was and how how authentic i mean that guy the fact that he never saw an actual possessed person is shocking to me really because he it really was so similar no, nothing preternatural like his eyes don't roll back or anything like that but just like the twitching and the i don't know just a lot of strange things like that you see they're very you know it seems to me and maybe this is just a show that they feel uncomfortable in a body mm. so there's like a lot of like weird like twitching and like scratching and stuff mm-hmm. like that oftentimes sometimes you see that well they say that's a big sign of of kundalini yeah and kundalini yeah. yoga right which right. jordan peterson and his wife have practiced for like 35 years in a row every morning they do kundalini yoga and you know him and his brain he he demythologizes all of it or he gets yeah, to the right. mythology and then pulls out the the moral lesson you know it's like oh yeah everything needs to be in alignment like my my ankle my wrist and uh, i didn't say that why are you accusing i didn't say that that's my (laughs) terrible jordan peterson um but yeah and i think about this the whole time and i'm like maybe that's why you struggle with having a relationship with god is because you get this kundalini yoga yeah yeah some of the worst cases i've ever been a part of have been from kundalini yoga like it i warn people constantly about it It is so bad i you know what's weird about kundalini yoga is I have so many examples I could tell you about of people who started out as faithful Christians and started in like a hot yoga class, which is you know pretty benign, mm-hmm, and yeah. then started like getting closer and closer to Kundalini, and then got into Kundalini, and have ended up so far from faithful like Christianity, you you can't even imagine. I'm talking about lesbian relationships and like just like, like just insane like cliff dives. And obviously, I don't know what the causation is, but I, but you can see you can line it up with the practice of the Kundalini, you know. Wow. So what? Yeah, it's weird. There's been a huge. You hear people talking about it on TikTok and other things. Gosh, I, I, I'm starting to to sound like a boomer. You hear about people saying on the TikTok and on the Instagram on the reels, TikTok. but like you know, I mean, like so. There's like a secondhand bookstore, and they have an entire display devoted towards witchcraft and like the like this like resurgence of um, of um, witchcraft and. A lot of it seems to be grounded in people just wanting to feel like some sense like security, like good yep. energy, bad. Like it, it, if you, from a very like, I'm going to just kind of like I'll remove a lot of stuff out of it. I understand why that could be appealing to some yeah. people, particularly coming out of COVID or when, or when life is like really, really tough. What, how do you like, any advice for anyone who's has people who are going through that or who have been exposed to that or, you know, anything? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, so, and I'll probably get black for this, but like I, I would similar to anything that I'm anyone that I'm trying to evangelize. Like I don't pull away. I don't worry about like infection from Mm -hmm. like evil or something like that. I would do almost the opposite. Right. I would, Love, 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 love. Build trust, build trust, build trust, and try to poke holes. So if it's, if it's Wiccanism, it's a little bit more difficult. But like if it's like general New Age, I always tell like people one of the tips is like just constantly point back to reality. Constantly point back to reality because it is such a mental health like like throwing a wrench into that machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like where they just can 
for years go on living in total unreality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got mm-hmm. things like like A Course in Miracles or something like that where, I mean, these people literally believe that if they don't have a television or news on that they can somehow like – like that, like for instance, like nine eleven, right? When that happened, you had people who were in a, into a course in miracles who would say, "Well, it didn't happen for me. I don't want to hear anything about it." Right? It didn't happen for me. It didn't happen because I'm not going to let that in. Okay, so like, like that's ridiculous, right? So you have to just constantly push back to this idea. And then I also say, like, when people say, like, "Oh, I, it's made such a difference in my life," I always say, like, "Can we? Can you tell me exact changes, like real changes?" Because oftentimes. There's no change in the person, right? But it affirms something in their lifestyle that they really like, like mm-hmm. the fact that there's no sin in the new age, the fact that there's no devil in the mm-hmm. new age, the fact that they can control things in the new age. Wiccanism a little bit more difficult because I do think I do think you get nefarious quicker. Like I do think like you know, the, you, you go to a witch shop and it seems pretty like like a good witch kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's Wiccanism, right? They're they're practicing like paganism or something like that. But I do think quickly the mask is taken off, and I think a lot of those people are evil. I really do mm-hmm. believe that they're wicked people. Um, and like one of the exorcists that I really trust, who's, who's kind of an expert on Satanism and Wiccanism, uh, I mean, I asked him one time, I said, so if they own the shop, but they're saying like they're a good witch, like, what do you, what do you think? Do you think they're deceived or do you think they're lying? And he's like, "Oh, it's all BS. They're, they're lying. There's no question in my mind. There's a demon that they worship and they want everyone to worship him." Which is interesting. Hmm. Which is it's, it's it's hard for me to believe, but also I do think it's more that way. So there's a huge uptick among people using horoscopes. One of the one of the things I see like I watch these YouTube reels of comedians dealing with hecklers or getting people they shout out topics and stuff like that and one of the things that's so funny to me is they yell about they yell about like oh what's your sign what if we dated what's your sign and it's like men it's so funny it's like this huge uptick among young single women of like i shouldn't say single young women horoscopes tarot cards you know all of that stuff crystals especially like uh yeah. So what 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 is the danger? What do you see that stuff like? Why is it flippy flopping? And Luke, I think muted you. I think he meant to mute mute himself, and he muted. Okay. Okay. How about now? You're good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So with the crystals, it particularly can be an issue, right? Because the most of those crystals were activated in a certain sense, and I'm using air quotes when I say activated, right? In some sense, by a Reiki master what about just by the moonlight just kidding yeah sure <laughs> i'm always activated by the moonlight <laughs> it's go time uh, right and so reiki uh has become like a particular problem in america because it it is taught in the most benign ways right so you learn a lot of nursing schools learn about it why yeah it's a big deal man i mean it's, isn't it funny because they would never teach them like hey pray for your patients but they would teach like something like reiki so, yeah, so, like, in fact, the Catholic college here in their nursing school, they they do a, a, a turn on Reiki, okay? And, you know, I tried my best to, to do something about no it. makes no sense to me. Yeah, I know. I know it doesn't. But It's holistic and, and Eastern. And do you know what's terrible is up until, like, last 10 years, the vast majority of people who were exposed to Reiki, it, it often happened in Catholic retreat centers. 
across uh, the United I States. believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Hey, we're going to do some body prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Yeah, so there was a there was a retreat center. Yeah, there was a retreat yeah. center that I was familiar with. I'd been to a couple times. And I remember looking at the brochures and I'm like, what the hell is this body prayer? You mean doing the sign of the cross and using sacramentals? Oh no, they do not mean that. Right. Right. So yeah, so a lot of those crystals were uh, well, all of them probably were activated by someone who d- practices Reiki, okay? So Reiki would be the manipulation of energy, okay? But but the problem is like in English we don't have a word it really, it it should it shouldn't be energy. It should be prana. Okay, so that's the Indian, like, right? Root. The divine, like the divine life force, the divine essence, right? Mm-hmm. What's and, wrong? I worship God. He's divine. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, you, but the problem with prana is it means everything is a god. Every single thing is literally yeah. a god, right? I and had a just, buddy who it, was a, an, an evangelist out, a missionary out in India before he became Catholic, and he was out, and there was a guy like in some care facility, and he was talking to him, trying to convert him. The guy goes, the problem with your Christianity, you have the three persons, but it's just one God. All of creation is God. And he goes, everything? And he's like, yes, everything. He goes, everything that is living is a God. And he goes, so the grass out there, every blade is a God. And he goes, why do you chop all their God's heads off when you mow? (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's it's hard to hold. Hard to hold. Here it is. It's time for you to book that Catching Foxes live show you've always wanted to. We are back in full force doing our live shows. We have dates available for the rest of 2023 and going into May of 2024. Uh, Catching Foxes live shows are something a little bit different. They're really fun. They're very energetic. They're a great way just to kind of maybe get some important conversations going to build up some excitement around a program or a type of, or some type of ministry that you have going on. They are an absolute blast. We've had the privilege and the blessing to do them across the country and we're back and these we really really are now committed to not that we were before but in a particular way committed to making these affordable to you so we can work with any budget really anything that you want to do we can do this you want to do something small you want to do something big you want us to come and do a thing on a particular topic a particular set of topics we can do it for you, you want to bring Gomer out for a parish on a parish mission. We can do an event the night before. We could do a parish talk that night. We could we could do something afterwards. There are tons of opportunities here. So if you want to inquire, you're not committing to anything. But if you, if you just want to know, hey Luke, how can I book a show? How does this work? How can I do it and not have to pay you guys a dime? Here's how. So I want you to go to catchingfoxes.fm. Again, it's catchingfoxes.fm. One more time for the old people in the back. Catchingfoxes.fm. On the right of the of the homepage, it hasn't been updated in a while. There's a part that has been. You're going to see a button on the top right that says "Book a Live Show." Hit that link. That's going to take you to a quick form that 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 you can complete to give us a bit of an idea for your show. And in 24 to 48 hours ish, uh, we will get back to you just to have the um conversation about what you're looking to do and how we can serve you. That's ultimately what we're, we're trying to serve you and the ministry that you are doing. So if you want to book a fun catching foxes live show to help you out in your ministry let us know again we'll do anything we'll just hang out and like watch a movie if that's really what you want to do but we want to be at the service of the people who are doing the real important work so go to catchingfoxes.fm one more time that is catchingfoxes.fm 
click on the book a live show link. It's right at the top right and complete a very quick form should take you less than a minute. I would imagine if that, and we'll book a conversation with you about how we can get a live show going for you and the people that you serve. Thank you to us for being us. All right. Bye. Yeah. So that would be the problem, right? That people who are actually harnessing what we believe would be evil, right, are activating these crystals. And so there could be a major issue uh, with you bringing something like that into your home. And that, I mean, that, that is something that happens. And I've, I've, I've seen it happen hundreds of times. Like I've been to houses, hundreds of houses where they pick up something at one of these shops or someone gives them a gift and that's, and it's only by luck. Well, it's not luck, right? It's grace that we find what what it is. But right. oftentimes, that's that's what's going on. But it, it is wildly popular, and I do think it has to do like what Luke said with control, right? It gives us some kind of control, and and that's not just in the spiritual realms. Okay, like some people take supplements because they just feel better, like with the idea that right, this is going to make them healthier, mm-hmm. right? It's like they don't have the scientific background as as opposed to like they just want it, want something to you know, keep their mind right. Okay. And that's, I think a lot of ways people turn to the new age, but uh, yeah, but it's a major issue. And uh, particularly with people who are broken, right. Cause they're looking for some kind of safety that they can rely on. Yeah. And it's terrible. You, and, it, okay. and by the way, yeah. for you, like that's not a great thing for evangelization, right? Because what are we selling? We're selling yeah. a God who died on a cross. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm sorry that you did this to try to protect yourself. We're offering you no safety whatsoever either, right? <laughs> like, like other than me. heaven, other than heaven, right? Like, so, and that's that's one of the things I think is just so interesting about Christianity. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna rope this a bit back to what you've been talking to is is Christianity reveals reality to us and helps us to experience and dwell in reality. It is a way of life. It is not about uh, safety, and that is um, finding joy in the suffering is. Very, very difficult. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, you know, and sometimes, like, or like the ability to endure. This is why I think sports are like very, you know, helpful. And I think about everything that, like, you know, like you've gone through with with Amber's illness and her death, and like your witness through all this stuff is like that's so. That's the only thing to me that really ultimately speaks to a lot of stuff is because, like, that's the power of witness. Like, I think that's true. There's yeah. nothing like you can't, I can't quantify that. I can't sell it. I can't package it. I can't, you know, it's like, here's a person who is still here despite all this stuff and who has experienced incredible other things and has been like a powerful witness to, a, you know, thousands of people a, a, a across the country. And there's nothing safe about that. Yeah. And I think, I think to your point, and I've been thinking about this so much. With okay, so this is so strange, right? I mean, you guys think this is strange that New Age is just like skyrocketing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just so strange that modern man who rejects any notion, right, of of metaphysical reality, but New Age religions are just skyrocketing, okay? And I think, and and then I see like okay, social media and and just I don't know the culture that we're in, okay, skyrocketing, right, just blowing it away. And to me, like if if I were gonna like frame it all together. It would be like, okay, a lot of people are living in unreality, right? A lot of people live in this unreality. And the thing is about suffering is there's no unreality there. It is a hammer, right? Like, Hmm. you know what's real. And I am so thankful. I mean, you know, I'm so thankful that I have a glimpse of that 
because I just, it really, I have a hard time. It's almost like I have an allergy now to unreality. And actually I'm having a really hard time even evangelizing to people that we serve in the new age because it's so hard to get them out of the unreality. And Mm -hmm. I'm now I'm just like bluntly like honest, like, well, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. (laughs) None of this. Yeah. Like what you're saying is not real. And so you have to just stop. Right. So anyways, yeah. Like I, I just think like that whole, I don't know, just this whole like problem, this pandemic of unreality where we live lives online that are not real you know, and, and just it's just bizarre. You know, yeah. it's totally bizarre. So, mm-hmm. anyways, well, that's why I think um, why the theology of people like Hanser's von of uh, von Balthasar are important because he's constantly saying like dwell. It's about reality. Like theology is about understanding reality, yeah. who God is, how God works, who the saints yeah. are, what that means, what is the church, what does it practically actually do within my life. You know, like. And I don't mean I don't mean even practically in regards to things that can be measured. I mean things like what should my my experience should be one of the suffering and of the resurrection. Yeah, constantly, right? right. Con- like you know, you can't right. have one without 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 the other. Right, and so that's what I mean. Gomer and I have talked about this a lot, and like there there's weird new age stuff that seeps now into Christianity, right? And part of it is. A rejection of suffering, and and it's interesting, right? Because one of the things, one of the quotes that I go back to all the time, I'm not a communion and liberation guy, but Jasani said, "Christ came to reorient us, or to give us a new orientation to reality." Right, mm-hmm. and I think that is so important because there's so many focuses on healing now, yeah. And I do believe that there's healing, but I believe that healing is a reorientation to our wounds. Right, it's like. Yeah, does God heal us completely? Sure, there are times when that happens. But I think for the most of for the most part, like when we've been wounded, we're still going to have that memory, right? We're still going to have that that pain, but we're reoriented to it, right? It it's the yeah. quote from Augustine: "In my deepest wounds, I saw I saw uh, I saw your glory, and it dazzled me." Right? Is that the quote? Hmm. Something like that. Uh, something like that, right? And I think that that's like a big thing, like that I try to more more benignly get across to people who are in the new age right is that like look you don't have to deny it there's beauty in this um there's beauty in this and you know the who's the guy who wrote grapes of wrath uh steinbeck yeah that, no. I, I, I believe it was yeah, steinbeck. steinbeck yeah yeah he um yeah. right he said uh i'll take I'll, i'm paraphrasing he said you know a, a truth or beauty truth is beautiful no matter how scary it is or something like that right and I think that that's like something that people have to realize is that like, what's that? My son Sam is the cat is caught in the wall, and my son Sam is hammering the wall to get the cat out. Is caught in the wall? Yeah. How does a cat get into a wall? <laughs> because my daughter let there's a hole, and my daughter had. Yes, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Tell, ask him if he's going to be done soon. Go ask him. <laughs> Come on, cat. You can do it. Live. Live. Okay, well, let's, <laughs> A poor little kitty. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and it is the, it is the quote. In my deepest wound, I saw your glory and it dazzled me. Yeah, and that's, uh, I right, so that, I mean, in that sense, like, do I want, 
do I want healing or do I want to see his glory? Right. I mean, I know there's no, I'm, I'm placing a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. but in a certain sense, it's true. Like, like I, I would do anything to have Amber back, but I wouldn't change our story. I mean, I, I wouldn't change our story. Right. Because it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the true is always beautiful. Even the hammering going on behind my back. With the cat. <laughs> well, and, and that's, there's something I'm going to pull it back to Barbie really, really quick here. One of the things I liked about that about th- that movie was the beauty of a, of a normal life. And there's you really like there's something wonderful about that. Like right. I, I've been thinking a lot about um, how now I'm in a stage of my life where I just want to be a good person. I want people to, you know, when, when they when they interact with me or with my daughter, that they experience a goodness there. Like I want to be more I'm like a hobbit than an elf right now i think yeah yeah there you, know, you go like i love it and yeah. i that's why i love that scene in barbie because i was just like wow that's like actually pretty powerful because right now that everyone wants to escape that because it's boring okay okay but like i didn't see it but yeah i mean i'm I, a i'm uh i'm a 40 year old man so i, I didn't see barbie guys. i, I saw the, we both saw it <laughs> we both went by ourselves to go see so we can talk about it <laughs> i saw that and oppenheimer I love it. I love it. But it, and yeah. Rambo in the same night, make sure <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh man, I've I haven't seen any of. I've seen the first Rambo. So good. So 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 good. First Rambo. Yeah. It's so you haven't seen them all? No, I haven't seen any. I've only seen First Blood. It's uh, um First Blood, right? That that's the yeah. name of the first one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen First Blood. And, what's and the second one called? It. First Blood again, or what? What was it called? It's it's called First Blood Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> First blood part two, the tampon. <laughs> oh hey, that's a Barbie reference. She does go to the gynecologist. There you go. At the very end, yeah. She does yeah. what only a, a woman can do, a thing that's involving life. It's a very powerful ending, I think. Big thank you to longtime um listener Kyle and the good people at the Saintly app for sponsoring this episode. So as Catholics we all struggle with our phone, using them too much, or even in the worst case, allowing them to become a portal to sin. If you have listened to our podcast for even five minutes, you know how we feel about that and how we agree. Today, I want to tell you about uh, Saintly, the app that helps you use your phone to deepen your, your faith, not send you to hell. With Saintly, you can surround yourself with the beauty of traditional Catholic art right now on your phone. Choose from a huge library of stunning masterpieces carefully handcrafted to work as your iPhone's wallpaper or lock screen. <laughs> Take that, Android people. I'm so excited about this because I have done this before, and I love having a like a really cool religious image on my phone, but typically they're of a somewhat lower quality for the images that I that I want. You can get, you know crap ones of, of, of high quality anywhere. So I'm super excited to use this app. I was thrilled when he told me about it. But that's not all. I wasn't just thrilled. Stay connected to your faith with custom widgets that keep you informed about the saint of the day and important feast day. Each day you are presented with beautiful art focused on that day saint, and you can read more about the saint and the artist who created the art. So the fact that they have a widget about like Saint's Day the fact that they have stuff about um, the feast days, which I'll be honest, your boy Luke has forgotten once or twice, not to go, but that there even was a feast day, and that they have some stuff about the art, and particularly about the artist. I just think that is great. Catching Fox's listeners, that's you, and you, and even you, can get three months free of the premium subscription by using a special promo code in the app. 
Just go to the website besaintly.org slash foxes to learn more. That's B-E-S-A-I-N-T-L-Y dot org slash F-O-X-E-S, otherwise known as foxes, to learn more. Download Saintly now and transform your iPhone into a window to the divine. Take that, Tim Cook. Let the profound beauty of hundreds of years of beautiful Catholic art. I, I'm just kidding. I love you, Tim Cook. Let the profound beauty of hundreds of years of beautiful Catholic art elevate your phone and deepen your connection with your faith. One more time. Go to besaintly.org slash foxes to learn more and get your three months free of Saintly Premium. Thank you to Kyle and the good people at Saintly for sponsoring this very long episode of Catching Foxes. Yeah, we should wrap up. We soon. should let let <laughs> how disappointed you are. Before Dan just like, <laughs> oh, what did he just hear his the best speaker he's ever heard his voice coming through your headphones? Which is Sam, great. Sam, give us five minutes, buddy. <laughs> the, cat, the cat will survive. The cat will survive. <laughs> I need five minutes to wrap this up. Okay, Sam, I need We're to good. ask a quick question about Rocky before we go. So if if boxing is bad, I love the Rocky films so much. Me except too, for Rocky Five, I refuse to see. I'm um, Rocky Five. Uh, Tommy Machine Gun was from Oklahoma. I yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. He was a real guy too. Yeah. Yep. Like I sometimes I watch him versus Tyson. His fight versus Tyson. Oh, he's a what real boxer. Five and a half, seven. Oh yeah. Seconds? Huh. yeah. What? How long was it? Eleven seconds. It was. Yeah, it was not long. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. Tyson just like when you see him in his prime, it's like oh. oh. When you see him now, when you see oh him now, gosh. I would never. I mean, he he looks like yeah. a beast. He looks like a his piece. thing was like just how he would hit you was so hard, right? Like his punch was just, ugh. yeah. And he would, you know, I mean, he had the perfect angles, the perfect lines, right? Like he was, yeah, he was like I'm a machine. Real. I love doing yeah. boxing workouts. I haven't done it since before my stroke. Yeah. I used to love. They're so much fun. It's so they are fun. fun. It's a yeah, fun workout. What like is, yeah. so? It, it's okay to watch the Rocky films then. Oh, I always do. Okay, yeah, good, I always do. Yeah. It's like I will never. I love them. I watch so multi. Clubber Lang is like my favorite <laughs> villain of all time. In fact, my gym is named the Clubber Lang Gym for Men. I have a Clubber Lang doll in my gym. <laughs> That's so amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. It's fun. I feel like a lot of us. Have you ever watched um, Rocky with a group of guys? Oh yeah. Okay. I oh, yeah. I've never done it. It's always just been me by myself. Maybe me and Marty Link one time during college watch one or two. But it's always by myself and I'm from home. I'm sick. It used to be on yeah TBS all the time. I'd be like, oh great, right. time for Rocky right. three. Right. Right. Whenever oh, I watch Rocky, it's with my parents. The last like two or three times I've seen it, and it's like a biopic to them. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. That's and awesome. I'm not, and I'm not kidding. And this because of Philly. This is a yeah. real thing. My parents, every time we watch it, get into the same fight, but they don't remember having this fight over where a certain scene takes place. And my dad will start out being like, oh, that's over on. Fi-. And I've said this before. Oh, that's over on Fish Street. And then my mom goes, no, it's not, Dan. That's over by Sal's. There's the oh. L train. The L train didn't go to fit or whatever it is. Right. Oh, I and love they get, it. Yeah. You remember that when that little girl is cussing out the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or she's getting harassed by those two older guys, yeah. and he breaks out of yeah. whatever yeah. slimo or creepo yeah. or whatever yeah. she yeah. calls him. That scene triggers my parents because they know that place. That's so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> For those in our audience, what I want you to do is go on YouTube and type in 4K walk down Kensington and Allegheny, and you will see where the Gormley family originates from. And all <laughs> you will see is is drugged out people on the sidewalk, folded in half from fentanyl. I mean, it is like a bomb went Ugh, of of sad. desperation and sorrow. It is the worst part of my parents' street. Uh, sometimes the police just barricade either end where my mom grew up and just like, nope, cars not allowed to go down here anymore. 
because it's this that is, bad. It's, it's so terrible. violent. And, it's so terrible. Yeah. I was talking to somebody who lives in Seattle lately and, uh, or, or for the last year, and he said it's like just that's a part of life that your car just gets broken into like two or three times a week. That's just normal. Like that's, that's what they do. So just roll your window down so that people can. So like, they don't break it. Hey, that's exactly what. Yeah. Uh, not me, dude. Not me. I don't. I don't roll away like that. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I, I hide in the trunk and I yeah. just wait. <laughs> right. I it's Van Vickle time. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Van Vickled. <laughs> Have you ever thought about being a pro wrestler? No, I don't like. I never liked pro wrestling. Really? But we would like to see you. I, in I yeah. knew all the. I knew. I knew right away when it was fake. I didn't like it. Yeah. I remember being so crushed when I found out it, it, that it really was fake. Really? Yeah. I mean, now I am one of those people that's like, no, that's incredible, like athleticism. Right. I, I so I, I kind of like, yeah. Now recently, yeah. when I started lifting weights, then I started being like, oh, those guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, when I worked at the Olive Garden out in Robinson, Kurt Angle would come in there every no now way. and again. Yeah. yeah. Were you shocked at how short he was? Yes, and he has the filthiest I, mouth. <laughs> I sat next to him on a plane <laughs> one time, and first of all, he cannot move his neck at all because of all the surgeries <laughs> oh, and second of all why was he sitting next to me he, he's worth 32 million dollars he was sitting in coach that's, that's why weird. he's worth 32 million he's you know yeah penny saved is a penny earned my friend yeah all right all right guys Don't just like that. when uh senator uh what's his name from lake jackson what's his name what's the guy's name why am i blanking on his name the republican know. guy oh anywho he was on the flight with me oh uh ted cruz Ted Cruz sat oh, was, in coach, no, no entourage, way. by himself. No no security or anything. Nothing. I've heard that wow. about Bernie Sanders as well. I can't remember who was on a plane that he like was oh, on. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I just, no, I'm totally no, no, no. I'm Luke totally goes to kidding. Notre Dame now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luke does lines of coke off of Bernie's vote for Sanders uh, campaign board. <laughs> this and is I'm America like, I want to oh, be. Climate change. We need to address it. <laughs> it's not about equality it's more about equity let's do this well, I, well, I, once I sat next to uh, what's his name he played Darth Vader you know James Earl Jones yeah the voice awesome. actor or the okay yeah. James no him yeah. James Earl Jones amazing yeah. yeah well he didn't play the guy he yeah, whatever. He is Darth all right, dude. All right. Yeah, but he was the, you he's know what, Homer? This is a, isn't it the worst? Is, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. This are you whitewashing your history? personality? Are you whitewashing that, history right now? Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to remove the fact that he wasn't allowed to act in the role. He just had to do the <laughs> voice. <That's, laughs> how cool would it be if they popped the helmet off and it was James Earl Jones, <laughs> Jones. and he was like, "This is CNN." <laughs> like that'd have been awesome. Come on, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things in Mufasa. The Simpsons. That's only aged better yeah. with time when he sees a thing and it's all James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the voiceovers he's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is CNN. CNN. I have to go ca- exercise a cat out of no, a wall. All right, Dave, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's good no, to I'm see your happy. face. I, I want to come on more. So Yeah, we should just... Maybe I could be like... You know how like, like news... I could be like the exorcism news correspondent? Like <laughs> every time it. there's something in the news, you could like I could come on and be like... Father Chad Ripperjerm just made another outlandish <laughs> statement about J.K. Rawlings. <laughs> to Dave, Dave, what do you say? No. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. David Vickle. I love over. Vatican too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he is possessed. Don't listen to him. <laughs> oh, Gomer, you, you've got... <laughs> yeah, and so rad tradish. I know. I know. Oh, oh, who's the one that goes to the Latin mass out of the three of us? Listen, I, I don't <laughs> like anyone there, and I don't expect them to like me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
wanted it. I just ordered everything. a T-shirt that says "I'm not for everyone," which is <laughs> perfect for me. So I just yeah. need some beauty right now in my life. So right, right. the front right, says right. "I'm not for everyone," but the back one says "But I desperately wish I was." Was that would be my shirt? <laughs> well, okay, you know what? What is like? Oh, you to a T. Do you remember in college when we had that oh, one party and you wore that shirt that says "You know you want me"? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I, don't really not I was like, I only Gomer that. could wear that and somehow <laughs> like get get away with it while it being not 100% ironic. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, right. Completely. completely. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't Men want to be me. Women that. want me. Hey. Can I plug my website? Oh, yes. 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 I was, I was just, just about to ask you that. Please. The Catholic Truth About Angels and Demons dot com. Go ahead and make a comment about it, Gomer. Oh, gosh. So long a title. I knew it. I knew that was going to be it. (laughs) You listen to three Uh, Apple podcasts and you think you're an expert on Brady. 300. 300. (laughs) Yeah, I do tons of webinars on Catholic demonology and discipleship. So, yeah, check it out. If I were a ghost, am I a demon or a purgatorial spirit? Go. Oh, Either way. I mean, it could go either way. I would always err on the side of, of demon. I would always err on the side of demon. Am I going to be more Bill Murray or Harold Ramis? Please say Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray for sure. <laughs> okay. And then do you do you have like a – what's the name of your Patreon? Patreon.com forward slash Dave Van Vickle. But Great. You can find it through the Catholic Truth about angels and demons.com. Too. Cool. Dave, and if thanks. I wanted to belong to your Facebook group. Oh, yeah. That's the Catholic Spiritual Warfare Forum, which there are about 400 of. But find the biggest one. <laughs> Yours has the best one of you just pile driving the dude. So the Clubber Lang School of Dave Hamvickle. <laughs> Ours has a picture of Tobit and Raphael, so that would, you could identify it that way. Clubber Lang, yeah. uh, Dave, always, cool. always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, good to for see you. Yeah, good we see should have gone again. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for paying attention to us. Please go to Patreon.com/slash/CF. Support the work that we are doing. Some cool stuff. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. All right, I'm gonna stop. Bye, recording. guys. Bye. Gross. Ugh, women's bodies, am I right? Just kidding, I love them. <laughs>